Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's time once again for Here We Go, the Steelers show. It is a morning Tuesday, and we're not talking Tuesday morning, even though this is airing in the morning on Tuesday. We're mourning the loss of the Pittsburgh Steelers season as it ended at the hands of the Buffalo Bills by the score of 31 to 17. I don't even know if it was ever really that close, even though at some points it was. It just felt like every chance the Steelers had to get to uh, get within seven, it just wasn't going to happen. So, Kevin Smith, what is going on? What's up, Brian? Steeler fans, tough one to end the season on. Not altogether surprising. I mean, they were a 10 point dog going there into Buffalo, but. The way they'd been playing and just some of the momentum that they'd gathered the last few weeks, you, you felt like they had a shot. But obviously, it didn't work out that way. The way that they lost, I think, is the most discouraging thing. And that's probably the thing that has Steeler fans just feeling pretty de- dejected today. If you are going to go ahead and take the biggest problem, and I think there was a lot of problems for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game, what was it? Could have it been just the delay? Could have been the play calling? Or was it uh, the play on the field? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I hate to second guess the coaching staff be, because, uh, every, you know, as a coach, you, you understand that 
you, you, know, you put a lot of time and effort into formulating the game plan. It's not an arbitrary thing. It's done with extensive film study, and you really do what you feel is going to give your team the best opportunity to succeed. But I was just really disappointed with the offensive approach early in that football game. I just, I just thought it was so vanilla. Uh, I mean, I did a, I did a video breakdown for our YouTube channel heading into the week where uh, I thought, you know, it was, it was how the Steelers can, can win the game on offensively. And I just thought they really have to slow Buffalo down with a lot of misdirection, the split zone play, bootleg, play action, those types of things. And then they came out and their first four drives, all they did is, run basic inside zone and power plays. I mean, really simple full flow plays that didn't do anything to challenge the defense and then throw their quick game. I mean, it was totally unimaginative. It was the, you know, let's not lose the game on offense approach. But when you're playing the Bills and you know that they're going to score at least 20 some points, probably more, and you got to score points in turn, that's just the, I just thought that was the wrong approach. I mean, they just really were conservative. And by the time they started to open things up, it was 14 nothing and they were behind the eight ball. So so I was very disappointed with the offensive approach in that first quarter. Let me ask you about that, because you mentioned about the play calling and it's hard to uh, you go ahead and fault a game plan. But my question there is what game plan do you feel that the Steelers used now? This is not my original thought. I, I feel like Dave Schofield brought this up on the post-game show, and I do concur with him that he feels like there was no change between the Monday plan and, well, excuse me, the Sunday plan and the Monday plan. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, I don't know what the Sunday plan was. Logically, the Sunday plan was – yeah, to, to run the ball and try to control clock and minimize risk because of obviously the anticipated elements. Uh, I think that, you know, there were elements of that, obviously, within the within their approach in the first quarter. It certainly seemed as though they wanted to make first downs on the ground, keep the ball away from Josh Allen. I don't have a problem with that. To me, that's fine. It, it was the manner in which they went uh, about trying to do that that I had a, I had a more difficult time with. Over the last three weeks, the Steelers have done some really, really nice stuff in the run game, particularly running their their split zone play, which provides a little bit of misdirection and the opportunity for some play action. It, it causes the linebackers to have to cross read, get the lineman going in one direction, and then you have uh, some some other player coming across the formation in the other. Maybe it's an H back or it could be a wide receiver. Something to give the, those linebackers uh, a moment where they have to pause, but the Steelers didn't run any of that. It was all full flow stuff, which again, when I say full flow, I mean the linemen in the back all heading in the same direction and no eye candy, nothing to slow down the second level players. And you saw, you know, Buffalo was getting downhill fast. I mean, those linebackers were, were flying to the football. Sometimes they were playing single high safety on first down with eight guys in the box. The Steelers are still trying to run at the eight guy you know, the, the eight man structure. So it just didn't feel as though the, the, their solution for how best to control the ball on the ground was a very smart one. So again, I'm not, I'm not faulting the strategy. I'm faulting the, 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 the plan to try to implement that strategy. 
All right, so let's go ahead and dig into the offense here. It's hard to find any winners for the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Who do you feel was uh, was playing above the game? And uh, who's the biggest reason for the letdown? Or what position group, Kevin? Well, I just yeah, I think that they the Steelers didn't help Mason Rudolph at times with uh, the play calling again, man, not, not moving him from the pocket at all. I mean, he stood like a statue back there and he's been good doing that over the last couple of weeks, but Buffalo knew that he would be exactly right where, where he'd be. And they teed off on him. Uh, yeah. Then your Steelers dropped a couple balls or, you know, they, they just, they, they didn't, I don't think anybody had uh, an above average game. Right. I mean, I, I felt like, in order to beat Buffalo, there were going to have to be some standout performances, and, and there weren't. I mean, Jalen Warren flashed at times the way that he always does, but it just felt like when, when there was a big play to be made, the Steelers just didn't have a guy to step up and make it. And then, obviously, the two turnovers were killers. I, I mean, the biggest play in the game to me is the interception Rudolph throws in the end zone when it's 14 nothing, and the Steelers have an opportunity to cut that in half. You think about it, man. You know, Pittsburgh played a really poor first quarter. They're down 14 nothing. Um, they get punted down to about their own seven yard line. And they put together this great drive, man, where they drive the whole length of the field. And now they're inside Buffalo's 10. And then, again, man, the play call, I just don't get it. They're, they're running a, an, an outcut against press coverage. I mean, I don't know where they anticipated there was going to be a window. Deontay Johnson split wide. And he runs a straight out route. The ball's on the four-yard line. He cuts about four yards deep into the end zone. The corner's attached to his hip the entire way. I mean, fade, slant, you know, those are those are the routes you run against press like that. You don't run a, a speed out, which is essentially what they ran. So, again, man, I just, I just felt like the play calling was, you know, they struggled there. They struggled with the execution. You know, Rudolph made a couple of bad throws. He, he was in the pocket like a statue and, and the rush was teeing off on him a little bit when he needed his receivers to bail him out. Nobody really stepped up and made a real big play. Now, obviously when they got down 21, nothing and Buffalo loosened up a little bit, they moved the ball pretty well. And they did get it to within 24, 17. And that's when they needed the defense to make a stop and give them a, you know, a chance to tie the game up. And the defense obviously couldn't do that. But I think really the problems on offense were, the, the bigger culprit to the reason why they fell behind by so much. When was the turning point of this game on offense, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it was that, I think it was that uh, the poor uh, opening plan. I mean, the Steelers went punt, punt, fumble, punt their first four possessions. So obviously putting themselves in a 14, nothing hole in part because of their failure to execute on offense was a problem. And then, the interception in the end zone just, you know, you go minus two in the turnover department in the first half, and obviously you've got problems. And, you know, they find themselves in a 21 nothing hole and that they're not going to be able to climb out of. And, and 14 of those points of Buffalo's were the direct result of those turnovers. I mean, Pittsburgh's been doing such a good job protecting the football. They just found a really inopportune time to, to turn it over. Especially that uh, fourteen-point swing, the interception in the end zone was that a bad ball? 
No, I mean, it, again, it just, it was a, I mean, yeah, he missed inside a little bit, no doubt about it, but it's an odd call. It's an odd call. They're just, again, press coverage from the four yard line and you're trying to run some kind of an out cut, which just, I mean, it doesn't make any sense against press. So I thought it was a strange call. Yes. I think Rudolph missed inside, but even if he put it on the money, I don't know how he would have, would have fit that in there. All right. Let's go to the defense. I didn't think the defense scheme was much better. I don't think they had much of a pass rush at all. I think there was one guy on defense that I thought played the best, and it was a Landon Roberts. But as far as everybody else, missed tackles, just uh, blown coverages. What are your thoughts here? Um, What was the most damning thing on defense for the Steelers? I just I thought the tackling on the two long touchdowns was atrocious. I think when you get the all 22 film, I think when 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 you look at that, uh, you're going to be sick to your stomach because I really feel like what happened there is the Steelers defenders really felt as though one or two players were going to make the tackle first on Josh Allen and then on the Buffalo receiver. I can't remember who it was who scored that last touchdown, but uh, I really Shakur I think. But I, I, I think that they that they all relaxed. You know, they all kind of like stopped running to the ball because they, they thought that that the initial man at, at the point of contact was going to bring the, the ball carrier down. And then when that didn't happen, you had no pursuit. Uh, again, man, that's that's bad effort. I, I don't you know, effort and effort is a minimum man. effort doesn't require any special skill. Doesn't you don't have to be big, strong, fast efforts a baseline. And again, it just didn't look like the Steelers were were flying to the football. They weren't playing with that sense of urgency that you have to have in a single elimination tournament like the NFL playoffs. So you know, I, the tackling is a big problem. And then and then Buffalo's smart. They they, they know what they're doing. That they, they recognize Pittsburgh's weaknesses in coverage in the middle of the field because of the linebacker issue, and they really exploited that. So a good game plan by Buffalo coupled with poor tackling and general execution by the Steelers created some problems. Let's go ahead and take a look at the special teams really quick. Uh, Yeah. I thought Boswell was good. You know, he always is, he is a mainstay on that team. The punting situation did not do the Steelers any favors whatsoever. Either is it time for Presley Harvin to, uh, to uh, be cut from this team? Yeah, I think it's, I think the Steelers will, We'll move on from him again, man. You, you know, you, there's a couple of times where you needed him to make a big kick to get the Steelers out of a hole and he wasn't able to do it. You know, Montrevis Adams with that big block on the field goal, that was obviously a huge momentum swing where the Steelers were able to prevent Buffalo from going up 24, nothing and get the block and then punch it in themselves and make it 21 seven. So he makes a nice play on special teams and, you know, the Steelers, have been pretty good on special teams, especially in the last half of the season. So the special teams certainly didn't hurt them today outside of Harvin. Uh, they just, again, they had their bigger problems were, were on offense and defense. Do you have any other things to say about this season ending loss for the Steelers in the playoffs? Well, it's the fifth straight playoff game where at the end of the first quarter, you almost felt like the game was over. I mean, the one in Kansas City a couple of years ago was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter, and they kind of fell apart in the second quarter. But 
Over the last five playoff games, they've been outscored 66 to nothing in the first quarter. And that's just, you fall behind by two scores every playoff game by the end of the first quarter. And now whatever game plan you had, it's almost time to chuck it out the window and you've got to get into scramble back mode. And that's just an MO right now that's plagued the Steelers for the last, what, going back to 2016. So, so going forward, whether Mike Tomlin's the head coach and we, and you and I, we don't know what his status is going to be right now or, or whoever they bring in. Obviously, the Steelers are going to have to replace the offensive staff. Once again, we saw the game plan by the offensive staff uh, that wasn't up to par. And so it, it would make no sense to retain the current play callers. They've got to go outside the organization and find a, a newer more innovative offensive play caller who can bring some life to that unit. And they might, they may have to find a head coach depending on what Mike Tomlin does, but whomever the brain trust is there, they've when the next time the Steelers make the playoffs, they've got to have an aggressive opening. They've got to, they've got to be able to, to play from ahead or if not from ahead, then <laughs> from something better than two, three scores down a quarter or a quarter or a half into the game, whatever that problem is, man, they need to figure it out because it's so discouraging as a fan. And it must be discouraging as a player too. When, when you get into that, here we go again, uh, sentiment. So just, just really disappointed with the way that that game evolved. I, you and I talked last week, you said, you said, Kevin, what's, what's the worst case scenario for that playoff game? And, and we spelled it out. And what we spelled out was exactly how that first quarter went. You give up a quick touchdown, you turn the ball over, you give up another touchdown, and now it's 14 nothing. You're out of your game plan and you're scrambling. That's what we said last week. And that is exactly what happened on Monday. So that's discouraging that it went down like that. It really kind of puts a damper on uh, what in many ways had been a fairly remarkable season for the Steelers. To get to 10-7 and seven with all the adversity they faced was pretty pretty cool. Uh, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth the way it all ended up. I agree completely. It was a fantastic season. The way that a lot of things went down for this team to make the playoffs, especially after that slide at the beginning of December and uh, the momentum building three game winning streak at the end of the month and going into January. So I actually, uh, I, I feel pretty good about this team. I, I think some things need to change. Uh, I also think that they have a foundation for a winner. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I've got to ask you, because that post-game press conference was pretty crazy when Mike Tomlin only won three minutes and left. What's your gut say? He certainly looks like a guy who needs a break. 17 years in the same place in this business is unheard of. And so it's been a heck of a run for coach Tomlin. I mean, I'm a huge coach Tomlin supporter, but at this point, would a change be the worst thing in the world? Obviously that depends on who you bring in. Uh, but it, it, you know, there does come a time where, where you feel as though you need the mental break. Now, whether or not he steps away permanently or, or takes a year off the way Sean Payton did in new Orleans, who knows? He may not step away at all. We don't know right now. My gut, though, says that uh, I think he he will really think long and hard about about leaving because he seems to be a guy who 
has put everything, his heart and soul into all this. The Steelers are obviously a team where they've got a good young foundation, but they've got some big, big questions that they have to answer. It's going to take uh, all of his effort and energy. And I don't know if he's got it in him right now. Now, maybe maybe he, he just needs a little bit of time away to, to, to think. To ask him to make a decision today is, is kind of crazy. You know, you want to let some of the emotion wear off and, uh, you know, emotions often the enemy of reason. So you don't want to make an unreasonable decision. So I'm very, I'll be very curious to hear what he has to say today. If there is a press conference uh, or, or what goes on in the next coming day, couple of days. All right. Fantastic analysis as always, Kevin, it's time for us to get on out of here, but we are not done for the season. In fact, we don't have an off season here at Steel Curtain Network, and here we go, the Steelers show. So be here next week as we have Dude of the Year, because we don't, we do not usually do it Dude of the Week in most losses, and we're definitely not going to do one this week. Maybe uh, if we had one, it would be Paws or a Landon Roberts because they had a fantastic, they had a fantastic showing um, in this game. But we're really not going to have one, but. Think hard on that Dune of the Year, Kevin, and make sure that you stick with Fans First Sports Network and the Steel Curtain Network all during the offseason because I guarantee you, with Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, maybe Mike Tomlin, maybe not Mike Tomlin, you never know what's going to happen. There seems to be a lot of moving and shaking if last year was any kind of indication. So we are going to have it all here and have it here first. Kevin, any last second thoughts? No, man, just uh, enjoyed doing the show with you all year. And I, and like you said, we're, we're, we're going to keep this going. But uh, obviously, it, it's uh, it's great to do this with you, Brian. So I appreciate four years together, man. It's been uh, I've really enjoyed it. It has been a blast. It has been a clinic. I feel like I've found a great friend in KT Smith. And uh, man, I wish I would have known you 40 years ago. <laughs> we yeah, would have done some damage out there. No doubt. No doubt. Man. <laughs> All, All right, right, Steelers fans. I, I just hope that everybody's not too depressed over, over this. And, uh, and you know, you'll find, uh, you'll find reasons to be optim op optimistic again very soon. All right, the Steelers are beaten, the Steelers are down, the Steelers are wounded, but they will live to fight again, and that again will be in 2024, and we will be here with you. For KT Smith, my name is Brian Anthony, for the final, here we go, the Steelers show of the 23-2023 season, but be back with us next week, same bat time, same bat channel, for, what is it? For the season premiere of 2024 we will be back next week keep your feet on the ground keep reaching for those hypocycloids judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.